Hall with the John Curley, Sherry Ellica Show. Teeny tiny teeny. Shake. She was. Shake her jar, please, Joe. Golly. Wake oh. up, teeny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up. Everything was fine. Yeah, until he shook your jar. Do some work. Pick the letter of the day. You write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Give Teeny something to do. Marco Chicasino Result. Resort. Text line one 973 Teeny. Dive into the news, Teeny. Sorry about that. Here That's comes the right. buzz. What's that buzz? She's, uh, she's, it's not dry. What's that buzz? Tell me dry January is obviously over. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know those little bottles of booze they have like on airplanes? Yeah. Six, six of them in her jar right now. Six of them. Well, somebody's giving them to her, Joe. Oh, no, yeah, Joe. Joe Mama. Whoa. All right. Um... Binda is back. Joe must have written that. Loves alliteration. And running for Congress. Rick Larson, who has been serving in the second district there since, I think, 2001, 2002. The guy is a machine. He won with, like, 45% uh, last time. Good luck trying to beat Rick Larson. But this guy, Binda, who serves on the city council there in Linwood, he made a bunch of news because, well, um, let's see, he... Video, shirtless, um, took a video while he was there at, there at the Linwood, um, uh, I guess, City Hall. Did that. Then he flew to some place. And, I mean, these guys got a lot of baggage all over him. And, um, but he's decided he wants to run. Is there any sound of him talking about running for Congress? There's got to be, right? You hear the ticker tape in the background. There must yes, be some. Yes, it's, it's in the Binda for Congress. Clip there, I, you see that? Joe, oh, there it is. Thank you, Joe. I shake her jar again, please, Joe, because she's falling back to sleep again. Thank you. Here we go. Binda. Binda. Yeah, that's right. Josh Binda is his name. He made state history when he first came to City Hall a year ago. charismatic young man winning hearts, minds, and votes. There comes a point in life where the choice to fight no longer becomes a choice, but a must. Mm. The fight for change, the fight for hope, the fight for democracy. We all have our fight story. My name's Josh Binda, and my fight started right here. And now that I'm here, the fight's not over. It's just beginning. The fight to represent the voiceless, the fight for the future of our kids, the fight for the things our communities need most. Make Medicare accessible to all people. Basically, healthcare is a fundamental human right for everyone. Yeah, good. We should have him on. I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> I know he won't come on. Healthcare is a right. Okay. Gun violence right now is the number one leading death for teenagers in our country. Yeah, you know why? Because something has to. It's not. No, something has to be number one. So, for teenagers, gun violence number one. I think it's number two. But doesn't matter. Sure, you do better than showing that that's something that we don't tolerate and and are willing to fight against and stand up against. Okay. Our communities need fighters. The fight is here. People are waiting for real people what? like me to get into office and truly advocate and not just stand there and keep the status quo. Why don't you stay on the mic? The fight is now. We need someone who will stand up for the people. Someone who understands their struggles because they live them too. My name is Josh Binda, 
and I'm running for Congress to fight for you. Okay, a lot of fighting going on. Is he in, <laughs> is he in boxers? Is he in like a fighting <laughs> pair of boxer so, pants? So cliche. I mean, everything he says is just. I know. Yeah. Hey, whatever. He he did hold, that. Hold thing my beer his, while I write this. He, I mean, he did it on just, his iPhone or something. I had that levels okay. on each part were so crazy. It okay, took, yeah. look, he's is he? He was. Um, they were going to kick him out of the Linwood uh, City Council because of a bunch of violations, and then he survived that. So now, oh, I'm going to go from there to challenge Rick Larson. Mm, okay, oh boy, yeah. The guy that came closest, Rick Larson, right or anything, was Republican Dan Matthews wins with 17%. There were so many people in that race running. There, so you think, okay, you're going to run because people tell you you should run, and then you're going to get all the headlines about the youngest guy running. You'd be the run- youngest black man in Congress if you win. They get people to give you money, and then you can campaign with that money, and um, he got they charged him with some violations because the PDC, uh, public disclosure folks, are on you all the time. As soon as you say you're running, they want every single month, they want to see how much money you've raised, and they want to know where you're spending the money. And you have to do it. It's on time. It has to be on. File it. They want to see where it is, where it came from. The paperwork needs to be done. You get a good campaign manager. They handle all that for you. But they don't mess around. If you're late on something or you're not square on where the money's going, they got them and they said, listen, you made some violations. You used money for haircuts. You bought some clothes, bought some jewelry, stuff like that. You're not allowed to do that. He said, oh, I didn't know. Nobody told me. I didn't realize that. But that's no excuse. Ignorance is no excuse of the law. But so he survives that. And then they got him on some other stuff where he flew somewhere and said he was a speaker representing Linwood. Um, they said you weren't on the you weren't on the agenda. You said you were. You took some money. You went out there, did this. The guy, I'm assuming, um, other than fighting, it's kind of a nice way to travel around, get attention, and then use that as a springboard for something else. But really, do you really think you're going to beat Rick Larson? Are people going to give you money? Maybe, maybe not. But you get a chance to go around on other people's money that you ask for them to give you so that you can then run and then fight for everybody in the second district there. He's fighting for himself right now. <laughs> fighting for those in San Juan County that are really looking for a young man like that to fight for them. Okay. Has this gotten more news or are we the only ones playing this thing, Joe? The Binda? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just us. Uh, Jacob actually tipped me off. I'd never heard of him. He's like, oh. Oh, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, Mr. <laughs> underwear Pickleball. Pickleball in his underwear, man. Yeah, I'd love uh, to see what happens. Okay, well, that's fine, Jacob, if that's what you want. But, I mean, people are still confused by whether you're giggling or sneezing. They Sometimes my sneezes that's... sound like giggles. Yeah, I know, mm. and that's part of the problem because that you confuse people, all right? I hope you still have enough underwear sitting around. Um, bup, 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 bup. All right, maybe we're the only – good. Then we get Binda on. I'll certainly – I'll reach out, yeah. Reach out, see who wants to fight. Bystanders uh, intervened to stop an assault and a robbery of a woman, uh, four teenagers. Oh, these are the Kia girls? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Now we got Kia girls. Um, so people stepped in. Yeah, here we go. So this is in Federal Way. The Kia boys have been arrested. Some of them have anyway. So these are four teenage kiddies, they're 13 to 16, driving around in a stolen car. Don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you. Don't worry. Steal the car. They're not going to put you in jail. You're going to walk. You're going to walk. 
Don't worry about it. Go steal whatever you want. And if you want to beat somebody up along the way. Police are investigating a group of teenage girls that may be linked to several crimes. Federal Way police say the group attacked a woman in the parking lot of a Safeway off Pacific Highway and 320th Sunday afternoon around 2.15 p.m. Witnesses say the teens had pepper spray and approached a woman, pulling her to the ground by her hair and kicking her in the head several times, trying to grab her purse. Bystanders, including a retired police officer, stepped in to help, holding one of the teens at gunpoint until police arrived, while the others got away in a stolen car. According to court documents, he followed them toward the car and observed one of the juvenile females hiding behind it. He approached her and ordered her not to move, and she kept saying, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. Police recognized one of the teens on surveillance video from a previous welfare check, and the mother of one of the teens later called police to report they were at her home, where police responded and were able to detain them. When you see allegations of this type of violence, It's got to be addressed in court right away. So far, investigators have developed enough evidence for prosecutors to charge at least two of the teens with attempted robbery. What prosecutors want to do is stop this behavior. And when you see allegations like this, you've got to get it before a judge. And that's what we did. And we're acting on it right away because we don't want to see a case like this happen again. Investigators are also looking into whether this group is connected to several vehicle prowling cases last week out of Bellevue. Three teenage girls with a similar description were seen with hammers smashing car windows in the Lake Hills neighborhood in Bellevue overnight on January 25th and fled in a stolen car. Federal Way police say the suspect's clothing and description match, but haven't been able to definitively link the attempted robbery suspects to the Bellevue cases yet. Reporting in Federal Way, Lenan Wynn. Oh, yeah. That's good. Why is it just attempted robbery when they're in a stolen car and they beat this, kick this woman in the head? Where is the assault charge? Where is the stolen uh, car charge? Maybe they didn't report on that. I don't know. They have to have evidence the person stole the car, a stolen car. I'm sure those included in the charges. But these are 13 to 16 year olds. And they know. I've talked to a friend of mine who's a cop in Linwood. He says, they know nothing's going to happen to them. They're going to stand before the judge. The judge is going to send them home, bring them back in. There is absolutely zero accountability. You get a pass, a pass. I talked to a woman who used to work at Echo Glen. She worked, Echo Glen is the place they used to send juvies. And I said to her, why did you quit? She was, I was there for 20 some years and it was, I could get something done. I could help these kids when I first started, but after a while they were too hardened she said when they made the change and started sending kids to you know um let's all sit around a circle and talk about our feelings and pass around an eagle feather she was once that those were not her words but she said once that sort of restorative justice stuff happened then by time we got them when they were more serious in their crimes they were too hardened and we couldn't affect change. But when they were younger and we could get them, we could actually work with them a little bit. But they came in more hardened because they weren't held responsible for their behavior when they were younger. You are creating criminals. King County, you are letting them go. And you have judges that look at them and go, you know, you really you should try to do better. And off they go. For the woman who was hit in the head, well, she will deal with the pain possibly for a very long time. And for everybody else, it has to deal with the unrest and the crime that is throughout King County. You have a problem. And your problem is your judges suck. 
because your judges are voted on by you. And you look online and you see that defense lawyers love these judges and give these judges very, very high marks because the defense likes those judges and those judges like those lawyers because those lawyers get those judges elected and most people have no idea and no one keeps track and when you try to find out who the judge is that let the guy go even though he beat somebody up and now that kid's out walking around beating up other people very hard to track down who the judge is but if you were to sort of follow you can find them eventually and you see a pattern where these judges just let these kids go and the problem is we elect them that's big big problem because we don't know who these people are but we put them in and they run unopposed A friend of mine, and I won't say his name on the air, he said, please don't. He was at an event where the Washington State Supreme Court was present. All of these judges in the state of Washington were there. There were lawyers as well, but most of them were judges. This judge gets up and says, we have a responsibility that when a... An individual comes before us, and it is a uh, somebody from the BIPOC community. We have a responsibility to make sure we take that into consideration when sentencing. And we need to make sure we are lenient as possible when sentencing that individual compared to others. And this guy said to me, the most shocking thing was no one said anything. None of the judges, no one was willing to stand up and say, wait a minute, that's against the law. You you can't do that. But when judges speaking in for, before the Washington Supreme Court advocating for giving different sentences to different criminals based upon immutable characteristics, that's a big problem. And the fact that no one would say anything speaks to either people that are too callous to say something they didn't want to get, you know, considered to be racist or something. They all sat there quietly. So this is the rot. This is the toxic blood that runs through Washington State and runs through King County as well. This is on the judge. This is part of the parents' problem, judge's problem. The cops catch them. Now the cops can't talk to them. They can't interview them. My buddy over in Linwood, he told me when they passed that law that we weren't allowed to talk to these kids, we are solving very few of these crimes. He said, we used to bring them in and say, hey, listen, what's the deal? We know. Look, we got you. got the fingerprints. We know the whole thing. Who else is in the car? Who told you? Where'd you get this? And he said, these kids used to turn, flip on their friends. Then we could go get them. But now, nope. Now the law is the kid clams up. They know. They get a lawyer. They know how to work the system. Buddy of mine said, these kids, better than someone that's older, know how to work the system. They know. Why else would you go out and steal a bunch of cars in your pajamas, hit somebody, steal something, smash cars with hammers? You know you're not going to get caught. It's fun. I should read this letter from Judge Alito that was sent uh, in response to the new laws in Washington regarding how they treat... um, um, folks that are standing before judges. It's interesting, but that's there's there's your problem. There's a system breaking down. Before Dory passed, he was and he was, and a few other people were working on keeping track of all the judges. Every time you would see somebody come before them, they would see what the judge said and whether that person was either going to jail or going back out on the street to commit more crimes. 
but they'll catch these kids, like the Kia boys, right? What's going to happen with them? Probably not much, but the pajama girls are right behind them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Bum, 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 bum. It's a dog segment on the John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. That's right. If you like stories about dogs, and so many people do, we hear from our listeners all the time. More dog stories, they say. Hey, Sherry, John, hey. You guys dog. suck. Okay. That has nothing like dogs. But everybody else does. This is going to be so sad for people when they suddenly look over their dog after hearing this news, Sherry. I, I don't really think this is going to come as a big surprise to anybody. I think Uh-oh. some of this stuff is is pretty pretty common knowledge and here it okay. is here we go. they did do a really extensive <laughs> study on this Six hundred thousand british dogs more than 150 breeds okay so bottom line is large breeds and breeds with flattened faces have short have uh they had shorter average lifespans than smaller dogs and those mm. with elongated snouts Female dogs also live slightly longer than male ones, and this was all in the scientific the journal Scientific Reports on on Thursday. It came out. So, for instance, um, everybody knows that pugs and um, the um, what's the what's the French one bulldog, I, oh, Boston my Terrier, favorite. yes, that these dogs with the flat face, bulldogs, things like that, like my Bella was, they don't live as long. And mm. that's for a variety of reasons. One of the reasons is they have breathing problems usually. Um, but if you get something like the number one is the healer, that lives an average of 15, uh, 15.4 years. The Ooh. Shiba Inu, 14.6 years. But when you go down to, say, a Spanish water dog, that's down to 13 years. Oh, please. The <laughs> Golden Retriever, about 13 years. Yeah. Uh, Labrador, about 13 years. Beagle, 12. There you go. I had a beagle that lasted 15 years. Chihuahua, okay. which is the most popular dog in the state of Washington, only lives about 11 years. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> French Bulldog, nine years. Okay, okay, Sherry. Yeah. Do you want to take the rest of these, like, after the show's over, like around 7.30, just run through the rest of the list? There's only no, 112 I'm just saying, left. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just saying that this is sad a little bit, but it's Keep, keep it's going, true. then. Keep going. No, no, no. No, I'm done. <laughs> no, it's all right. You guys suck. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Hell's... You know what happened? Nick brought Mox, a cantankerous old dog. <clears throat> they used to foster care this dog because nobody wanted They People would take the dog home and Mox would fight with everyone, fight with all females. It's just a horrible dog, fighting constantly. Just probably had a bad puppyhood and then took it out on everybody else. So the the kennel, the Humane Society, kept calling, can you take care of, can you foster Mox again? She's been returned. She's been returned like three or four times. Finally, as the dog gets older, um, now she brings Mox from Park City to here, and she's like, yeah, Mox is probably like six, seven weeks to live. And, you know, she let her finish out her life here. Holy moly. The dog has found like a new life, runs all over the place, all over the clum, all over the farm, just has the ball. It's, she's like a brand new dog. But it's sort of when you sort of in your mind begin to process that, well, Mox isn't going to be here much longer. You know, just maybe maybe another three or four months. But now all of a sudden it's like, huh, look at this. Dog doesn't have a whole lot of great qualities going for it. But now that it seems to 
have an endless life, you don't quite appreciate it quite as much. You know what I mean? No. I mean, not that I want a- <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, not I even wait. a little bit. Not even a little. <laughs> it's mean and terrible. It's not mean. Yeah, it is. Saying that now you're like, okay, let's get on with it, Mox. When's it going to happen? Now. Circle of yeah. life. Circle yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. So mean. Oh. No, great dog. Just, you know what changed it, Joe? Mox would fight with everybody, beat, uh, bite men, just bark all the time. Just a nasty jaw, yeah. dog. The neighbors next to Nick in Park City were really into the drugs. And uh-huh. Mox ate an entire baggie of mushrooms and tripped for like, I don't know, a Two week. Days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that happened. And then I think a couple of months later, ate a hundred and some milligrams of marijuana. And after that, Mox has been a completely different dog. Just sort of la-di-da, flowers and butterflies. What are they, what are they leaving? Fine. They're leaving their drugs like on the porch? <laughs> How did he get access to that? Where are exactly. the drugs? On the porch. These people would just sort of leave the stuff outside. I don't know why, whatever the reason was, but they Mox could get access to this stuff, and they would let him in because they kind of liked Mox. They didn't have a dog. Mox wouldn't fight with anybody. They'd let him in, and he'd wander around, found it, ate it, because he has a great nose. So he knows the, the mushrooms were like chocolate-flavored things, so mm. down that, and then ate a bunch of edibles as well. Completely changed the dog. I'm not advocating for this type of thing, but it just was a <clears throat> a personality changer for that old fighting Mox. Huh? What about Al? Al do any drugs? Oh, Al's just the happiest dog in the world. He's a a ball of joy with a tail attached to it. The happiest, happiest dog. In fact, yesterday, very, very scary for me, while doing the show, I looked out the window and I saw him run across the street. I was like, oh, no, he's chasing a deer. And I thought he comes running back again. If I was on the air, a car to hit me, I don't know how (laughs) I would react. So during the last break at 4th, I ran across the street. He was chasing some deer, got him to come back, carried him back. So. Safe and sound, everything. By the way, sure, I finally remember the song I was trying to think of. We talked earlier about it. <laughs> finally got to me. Uh, Andrew, Old Lang Syne is the name of the song. Old Lang Syne. Oh, yeah, the, the song oh, they played at the end of... Uh, the Happy New Year song? No, that's, no, you're talking about the one where they Met meet in the liquor store. in a grocery yeah. store. That's right, yeah. And I saw them on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I went to that concert. Um, who was it that sang it? I can't remember. He also sang um, uh, Pooh Corner. Um, Loggins and Vecina. Is that what it is? Messina. Loggins and Vecina. It might have been Loggins. I don't know. Kenny Loggins. Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Loggins. I, think he, I think he did that old Lang Syne. Is that right? As Andrew finds it. So I'm like two, <laughs> two rows from the front. I move up because I want to see him. He's playing, at a pier, he's playing at the pier in Seattle a long time ago. And um, I'm there just waiting because I'm not one to yell. You know, I mean, cause they got their set, the songs they want to play. He's up there playing through the different songs. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to wait until there's some silence and then yell out. So I'm in the back. He finished the song. I go, Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. You know, kind of a, a, a caring, supportive sound in my voice. Not like, demand, Old Lang Syne. <laughs> but just kind of like, hey, I got an idea. How about Old Lang Syne? How about that one, huh? Like, you know, what do you think about that? Is it Kenny G? Is that? No. No. What what about Dan Fogelberg? There we go, Dan Fogelberg. Yeah, it was Dan Fogelberg. Now, I think he's dead. Anyway, (laughs) so I keep yelling it out in between songs. Old Lang Syne. What about Old Lang Syne? That's a good song. 
Auld Lang Syne? Because he would pause between songs and kind of look out the crowd and talk to everybody. And I thought, this is a good... Come and he would look... Yeah. He would look over and... My and life. Oh, okay, it's coming. This is what it sounded like at the concert. Yeah. She didn't recognize the face at first. But then her eyes opened wide. She went to her me and she spilled, and she spilled her purse. And we laughed she laughed until we cried. we cried. It's not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't. So, as I yelled out, Old Lang Syne, stop the music one second, Andrew. He looked over at me and into the mic and goes, no. No. I'm not singing that. No. I'm not going to do that song. It's like, okay. You know, that's all right. Yeah, I'm not singing that one. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it was too painful. is heavenly but the traveling is hell see i knew all the words i was going to sing along with them but oh no shut me down <laughs> maybe that's why maybe he got wind that you were going to sing with him oh i always sing at concerts oh no oh. i oh my god when i went to barry manilow i saw barry i was singing every single lyric and this guy in front of me and i got good seats this guy in front of me had his phone on the whole time videotaping the entire concert we're like three from the front and of course the microphone is going to pick up mostly me and i thought <laughs> i didn't care because i was like oh, by the way enjoy this uh rendition a duet of barry and myself singing mandy right into your phone because i'm sure when he got home he's like what is that sound i'm in the bag and i <laughs> Oh, Mandy, you came, you gave without taking, and I sent you away. And Barry looks over, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. He did. Okay. Kind Sherry, of. let me have that memory. All right, that's great. That's great. I'm glad that he could single you out. Yeah, I was right down front. That was our go see him before they die tour. Sherry, and, uh, Sherry you didn't want to do it. Nick and I are still looking for people that are on their last leg. They're still in Vegas. Uh, well, Dan Fogelberg, according to the text line, is dead. Yeah, I know. Died of bad type of cancer. Okay. See that, Sherry? Are you bringing everybody down? Circle of life, <laughs> Sherry. Circle I know. of life. Now we appreciate he him. He had a very short nose. <laughs> Here we go, Sherry. Time to hear. This is like the verdict. This is the jury is now entering the courtroom, and they're going to tell us what they think of the show, because here comes the mailman with the verdict. Letters pouring in. Teeny tiny. Teeny, come I'm on. the mailman. As you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. Please. I'm the mailman. No way. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. All right. Right to the door, Sherry. You didn't give him a hard time, so let's do the letters. We'll get the letter of the day first. Let's take care of all the rest. Here we go. Okay, Randos Thailand Doug says, Hey guys, I'm in a small beach town in Cambodia. Censorship yes. is not the issue here, but buffering is. Unable, uh, unfortunately, I'm unable to watch John eating crackers, so uh, we'll have to just listen instead. Adversity builds character, right? Absolutely. Hang in there, Thailand Doug. Sabati, kap kong kap. All right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> he's in Cambodia. <laughs> I think he's Thailand. <laughs> was me eating a cracker. <laughs> One hit wonder Wade in Puyallup says, off topic. I can't help laughing when Nate Connors from the Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk says that there's a solid backup, especially <laughs> when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> this, see what's happened? We have told the audience this is the level of comedy, and they have met it. Oh, and it wasn't me. It was uh, Diane. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Bill in Marysville says, if John is the winningest contestant on Hollywood Squares, who is this? Jenny uh-huh. Thomas, who became the biggest winner in the history of the franchise. She yes. won a close but not but no cigar week and went on to win the tournament and $50,000, ending up with a grand total of $196,175. Put that in your book. <laughs> uh, yes, I will give you Jenny Thomas. <clears throat> I was the winningest they had with 52000 They invited me back the second time. I probably could have, you know, done Jenny Thomas a, a what now and whatever that means. And, um, you mean a what and, for? Yes, I mean. And uh, there was a, a problem. Let's leave it at that. Hmm. So I'll, I'll give it to her. Okay. But I was the first first round, 52,000. What was Jenny's again? I'm sorry. I can't remember. Was it 50? Was it under 52,000? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny Thomas. <laughs> Go ahead. That's it. Okay. Tomorrow Andrew I'll tell you the story of what happened, why I didn't win the second time. Okay. Right. Um, Andrew in the 509 says, the Kia boys and pajama bottom girls sound like a 2010 Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Two, five, three. Please stop the ticker tape noise. That's incredibly annoying. And Joe writes, yeah, I agree. I'll try to find something else. Diaper spa. David in Woodenville. Yay. That's a fetish spa. Yes, it is. Um, it is. 206 says, I can only imagine the beefy supports on the bathroom changing tables. Oh, <laughs> what about when they specially designed ones for blowouts? <laughs> Oh. I heard that advertised. Oh. Heard that advertised for your kids. And these diapers are great for blowouts, occasional blowouts. Oof. Jennifer in oh. Gig Harbor says the they actually have adult diaper conventions in Vegas. Oh. Okay. And now it is time for the letter of the day. Nate will be down there for that. All right, here we go. Uh, This is Deb in the 425. Sherry, I'd like to thank you for explaining how the new dead battery law will be enforced. I go see my son play music on Wednesday evenings. Last night was the second time a valet at the place was a rude jerk to me. He doesn't know I'm the mom. I parked elsewhere, so I wouldn't need to give him a tip. When I left, I had two dead nine volts that I told my son I would toss for him. Yep, I Uh tossed them in the rude valet guy's garbage can. Take that jerk. Hope you get an oops tag. I feel so empowered. Go, Sherry. Wow. Look at, look at you doing, Sherry, huh? Making little lawbreakers out there. Yeah. Oh, well, Charles Bronson you know. and, and yeah, the, <laughs> the vigilante action. I'm a That's renegade. What can I say? Right it's going to get no that oops sticker. That'll show him. She left the gloom all right. We're all warmed up. You ready to do another hour without snapping a hammy? Yep. You don't even know what that means, do you? Uh, yeah, your hamstring. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah. I get I get cable. I know things. 